Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. These are my top tips, five of them, for having a productive conversation with your boss about your menopause and asking for the support that you need. This is important. Asking for what you need in order to remain in your career. Welcome, beautiful soul. We are here together again for another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. And this week, I'm taking you inside all things menopause and speaking with your boss. So I'm going to guide you through this incredible journey with a bit of grace, a lot of vibrancy, hopefully with some laughter and a big dash of fabulousness, because this is going to help you with today's topic of how to speak to your boss about your menopause journey. So many of you do reach out, obviously, with my background being so much in corporate for so many years and obviously being one in 10 of those ladies who resigned from her corporate career as a result of early perimenopause and not having the support in place to hold me in a beautiful, really held and compassionate space. There has been a lot to happen in those two years since I resigned and left the corporate space. So many corporates are really, really pushing forward in this and having beautiful menopause care policies, procedures and activities that are in place. Others, not so much, not really moving forward with any. So having to think about where you are in that space, this will hopefully all make some sense to you and support you. So ladies, we all know that navigating menopause changes are somewhat in a bit of a dark tunnel for many of us. Yeah, that we get shoved inside this tunnel, this dark tunnel without a light and have to stumble along trying to feel for the walls as we guide ourselves in as much of a forward direction as possible, not really knowing how long that tunnel is, how wide it is, where we're going to get to turn, if there's any turns. It's almost just this whole thing of, well, wait a minute, we're going to shove you in here and shut the door. And it's not fun. But what we want to be able to do here is help to enlighten this a little bit and how you can take back the control. Because when we lose that sense of control, this is where overwhelm comes from. When we lose that sense of control, this is where overwhelm comes from. We find ourselves in this space and place of not feeling safe and that just exasperates a lot of the symptoms. So my own initial experience was like this in that dark tunnel, really fumbling along, trying to see where I was meant to be going until I decided that wasn't the way I was going to navigate my own path and that my journey would be my own, not what all the fact sheets were telling me about the 50 odd symptoms that just looked absolutely horrendous to read and certainly not what the media was portraying. Yeah, at this time in a woman's life, I remember Googling to get some images for some swipey guides that I was putting out across Instagram and jumping onto Canva, then jumping onto Google Images to see what could we use to portray a bit more of a vibrant menopause image. And all the images that were coming from stock were just not vibrant. They were boring. They were dull. They were like bland colours. They were almost, some of them were black and white and some of them were really portraying this kind of doom and gloom of these unhappy looking images of women. And I just thought, Jesus, man, like this is not, this is not how I'm showing up 
It wasn't then and it's not now as I approach my 40th birthday next month and I'm not ready to be told or implied through these images that I'm old and I'm unhappy and life is just rubbish. It's like, no, this is not what I am accepting as the narrative. Move on. So yes, ageing is a natural process in human life. We know that in all life. And whilst I'm not someone who fears ageing, I'm equally not someone who accepts it as a steamroller that it's so evilly portrayed as. Yeah, it's like, whew, that billion dollar or multi-billion dollar industry that is the anti-ageing of creams and lotions and potions would have us believe that ageing is just the most awful thing that can happen to us. Yeah, we still get to feel sassy. I still feel very sassy. In fact, probably more sassy now than ever. Still get to feel sexy. We still get to feel vibrant and bloody powerful. All the things that we felt when we were in our 20s. We're still that person. She's still us. Just with life experience. (laughs) When I think back to my 20 odd year old self and I look now and think, wow, if I could show up and just whisper in her ear some life experience things. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. But I am coming up for 40, have a lot more life experience this time and have a huge opportunity that we get to take no BS. We get to act on what we want in our life at this stage and we get to say yes to the things that really light us up and no to the things that just do not. We are not here to people, please. We are here to us, please, ourself. And inside right now, I am so whooping. (laughs) I'm like doing this little inner dance, whooping away inside. This whole big passionate me just wants you to feel this vibrancy, wants you to feel the sassiness that gets to come through so that you know that you always have been and you always will be that version of you. So many of us then work hard. We work really hard to climb up the career ladder. I was there Okay, to get to that career that we were striving to achieve, uh, it's usually around that time in our career journey that we're facing perimenopausal changes and they do come out of the blue. It's not something that we're explained to, that probably when you're really getting to the tip of that career and you're really pushing hard to get to the job that you've always really strived and wanted, that is when your hormones are going to decide that they are making a change and it's just going to make it a lot harder. So why in the heck were we never explained this and why do we have to figure it out for ourselves is my question. It's probably a question that can't be answered. I for sure know that it was menopause awareness and acceptance inside the workplace that really, really derailed where I was. It was the lack of, we probably should say, lack of menopause awareness and acceptance inside the workplace. I may not have resigned from my career that I was going so strong in and taking me up to that glass ceiling to smash the utter bejesus out of it. Yeah, that inner feminist. I used to squirm actually in university. At the business lecturer, there was always this one, I forget his name now, but we would show up to class and me and my fellow sisters would be like, here he goes again. Yeah, he was definitely anti-feminist. He definitely didn't like women. And he used to talk a lot about how women would really strive to reach for, you know, top level careers. And there was a quote he used to say that actually he talked about the glass ceiling and he used to say this quote, I've never forgotten it, that it would be, quote, difficult to reach, unquote, for women. Yeah, it's like, hmm, well, you've clearly just put a rocket into me to make sure that I prove you wrong. And it was actually this that I think was the inner fire in me that was lit, maybe a bit of stubbornness as well, was unlocked to look at that statement and think, I'm going to light that on fire. 
and I'm just going to pop it at your feet because everybody is capable of having the career and the opportunities that they want when they really truly want it in their heart space. And it's this brain and heart coherence connection, what we think we are able to become. And it's not just a statement of what we think we become. We think it, but we must take action on it. So we think it, we have to allow that thought to connect into our heart space of I'm thinking it, but I really truly want it. And when we want it, that is what is enough to give us the motivation of actually making moves. So when we do this, the brain to heart coherence, the connection that we have there is what strives us forward in that motivation of I am just not messable with, we'll use the effable word, and I can move forward and I can make this happen and I can be happy and this is what I want rather than what we're told we can or cannot have. This is something for me, I think, when we think back to that university lecturer talking about the glass ceiling for women, it really, really lit a fire in my belly to say, well, just watch me smash it. Like, I'm going to be that woman that gets into that career, that that level of career in that industry, and I'm going to be the one that smashes that glass ceiling. So I worked really hard with that stubborn lens to get to where I was in my career. And when perimenopause entered my life in my early 30s, my career started suffering. I was making mistakes. I was forgetting to show up to meetings. I was questioning myself all the time. My confidence was just draining out of me. The anxiety started up. I'd even, you know, the commute to and from the office was such a hurdle most days. Fatigue, sleepless nights, sleepiness, you know, all of these things just became really troublesome. Unforgiving as well. When we think about how uncomfortable I used to feel in some of my clothing because I would be struggling with maybe gastric challenges. I would have bloating, I'd have swelling. And I remember one meeting with my male boss after returning from Christmas and New Year, had some annual leave and telling him that I wasn't well. And he was like, I don't know what's wrong. I just don't feel great. There's, you know, challenges here. And his response to me was, I've, I've noticed, you know, you're, you're, you're not yourself. Your, your level of output isn't the same. And, you know, you really need to basically just buck up. And there was no true level of support that existed there. So I wasn't sure what was happening to me. He wasn't making things feel any better. And I nearly never came back to work after that break. I actually was moments away from not even walking through the doors on that day when I had to ask my manager and my boss for some time to sit down and chat with him about it. So the workplace during menopause can sometimes feel like existing inside a cage with your wings clipped and trying so hard to be the best at your job, hold it together, deal with the symptoms and fatigue, not lose it when things feel overwhelming for you. And all the while you're dealing with really hit, you know, hitting those milestones in your career where you think, I just want to go and do this thing. I want to say yes to this opportunity. I want to get that promotion but I'm really struggling inside with my body and where things are changing. So it can be really challenging. And that's why today we're going to arm you. I'm going to bring you inside this confidence space with strategies and absolutely, of course, a huge big sprinkle of sass to have that also important conversation with your boss. So I want you to feel ready for this. So take a moment to take charge and make your menopause journey work for you because I'm ready and here to help you to do this in this episode. So grab your writing tools, whichever tickles your pickle, grab whatever you have 
and do your thing because I'm going to go through these in number order so that you can take them down. These are my top tips, five of them, for having a productive conversation with your boss about your menopause and asking for the support that you need. Okay, this is important. Asking for what you need in order to remain in your career. You don't just want to remain there, you want to thrive in your career. You want to say yes to the opportunities and feel like you can show up like that powerhouse that you are and smash that glass ceiling for us all. So tip number one, educating yourself. First things first, before you wear your power outfit and burst into your boss's office, okay, this isn't about any of that kind of aggression or that aggressive nature. It's more about making sure that you've got your menopause knowledge locked and loaded and ready to relay it. So menopause affects each of us differently and understanding your own symptoms and how they impact your work life is crucial. Okay, whether it's the occasional brain fog or the faulty inner thermostat that gives us those pesky flashes and flushies or sweats at night time, I want you to be prepared to talk about it with confidence and with knowledge. And when you drop the menopause bombs, make sure that they explode with those facts those powerful facts and vibrantly. Yeah, we want to make impact. We don't just want to relay challenges or problems. We want to drop the bomb. We want it to explode and all this amazing glitter flow. Yeah, it's like I'm here and I'm here to make impact. So if you're unsure of what you need in order to know more about this, so when we think about educating ourselves, you can brush up your skills and knowledge inside Reclaim You, which is our five module self-study program that will teach you all you need to know in one easy to follow video delivery. Okay, there are five different videos. You can play them at your own time. They last between 15 to 30 minutes long, mini snippets of information. But this gives you all that you need to know to have the basics of the knowledge. So you can click the link in the show notes to access Reclaim You or you can email me for the joining details. So I've got you with this. So top tip number one is educate yourself before you burst into the office of your boss. Make sure that you've got your menopausal knowledge locked and loaded and ready to relay it. Top tip number two, your timing is key. Now ladies, imagine dropping the menopause bombshell on your boss just as they're about to take off to a crucial meeting or they're during end of year reports or a big board meeting preparation. Yeah, there's no perfect timing, is there? Literally none. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be some kind of busy diary schedule. And if they're not, they're maybe jet setting away on business trips. So always on the go, hardly ever at their desk or never truly snappy with email replies. So choosing your time wisely is everything. Find a moment when your boss is approachable, when they're feeling relaxed and not overwhelmed with other big commitments. Yeah, that's a really big thing. So understand the thermostat here. This might be easier to book a one-to-one with them or to ask if you can walk them to their next meeting, to ask for the time that you need. Okay, you're not going to walk and talk in terms of I want to tell you this thing and I want to have this chat, but it's more a, can I walk you to your next meeting? I've got something I need to ask. And then when you're walking to the next meeting, you're able to say, I really need to book in some one-to-one time with you. It's really important and it can't actually wait. Okay, so it's that level of urgency and it's being clear with what you're asking for and they will absolutely say yes. Yeah, if they're not able to tell you there and then what time slot they've got available and you may need to be flexible around that, 
then they may direct you to their assistant to do so. So that's a big thing to do. Okay, so walk and talk to the next meeting to ask for the time that you need and then making it really abundantly clear that this is important and cannot wait. Trust me, when they're open to giving you that time, okay, rather than showing up in between meetings and busy times, you're more likely to have their full attention. So we don't just want to take little snippets of time that you can grab here or there. We want dedicated time. We don't, we want dedicated space. So top tip number two, timing is key. Make sure that you get time with them booked in the diary and it cannot be moved and it cannot be cancelled. Top tip number three, open communication. Okay, when you step into a private area that you've secured, whether it be a room or an area that you feel safe and secure inside, okay, nobody wants to have these conversations out of the main water cooler oasis area, remembering that this is a conversation, not a monologue. So don't hold back what you need to explain. Open up about what you're experiencing and how it's impacting your work life. Be honest about your challenges and most importantly, let your boss know what support you need. Okay, whether it's some flexible working hours. Okay, maybe it's an ability to have some frequently miniature breaks that you can take some cooling time away from the office. Might even be personal days when you're going through the toughest of times and you've not slept at all because of vivid dreams or night sweats. Or you might even have restless legs at night time and think, I just don't get any sleep. So communicating your needs is massively essential. Yeah, you can do so. You can benefit from having this part written down in front of you for that conversation if that feels easier. And even if it's just some key bullet points of the key words to jog your memory, because let's face it, brain fog mm -hmm, can certainly try and overpower us at this time, especially when we're feeling a little bit pressured on a time limit. So having some bullets in front of you can really help. And certainly if you then want to, you can provide that to your boss afterwards so that they have that to hand and they're fully aware of everything you've explained to them. Top tip number four, bring solutions, not just problems. And this links in beautifully to tip number three. Now, this one is a huge one. Okay, as an ex-senior people manager myself, I was always open to supporting my amazing team with their own health needs. We did a lot in that space. And it was, however, always so much easier to do that when they came to me with their challenges and with their proposed solutions. Okay, we all know that problems are inevitable, but it's how you present them that makes all the difference to how those problems become your powers. All right, this is how we get to then be in the state of a state of negotiation at times. This is how we get to have really good conversations. So instead of listing every symptom and how it's ruining your life, if in fact they are, they might not be, come prepared with possible solutions and highlight the main symptoms that you're struggling with and how you feel you can be supported. It can be so helpful to research workplace policies or policy statements that can make your experience a bit smoother so you already know what's on offer at the company, if anything. And if your workplace doesn't have anything like that, you can link in with your HR or your people team for some guidance on what the company currently has in place. If nothing, this is a big opportunity for you to lead the way with that, if that feels good for you to do it. And you can address how this can be an opportunity for all, including the company, to become a better employer of choice and improve their operational resilience planning. 
Okay, this is a big part of operating resilience risk mitigation. So we are able to reduce that risk in the people pillar where we can enhance succession planning. This is amazing, really good stuff for you to take into your boss's discussion because this shows that you are out there not just to say, I have a problem and I want a solution. It's actually about bringing that bigger picture self into it to say, look, I have a problem. I have this solution, but this solution is also going to be a massive enhancement to what we offer in our workplace. And here's how. Two things straight away are, we are able to become a better employer of choice through what we do because women do expect more now. And also our operational resilience risk for people planning through succession planning can be enhanced. Okay, with better menopause care for all female workers, all female employees. So a little part on this is quite an important one on did you know, but to date there are over 900,000 women in the UK that have resigned from their corporate careers. Okay, I'm one of them. And it's estimated that for a salary of around 25,000 Great British pounds in the UK, that it will cost on average about 30 to 31,000 Great British pounds to replace that woman. So this isn't just a you thing, this is an everybody thing that the company can enhance and improve from you bringing to their attention the challenges you are facing to make bigger, wider impact. The ripple effect on these things are huge. And my team and I actually run workplace training for SLT, so senior leadership teams or senior leadership management. We host lunch and learn sessions for all awareness, and we even train and certify in-house menopause support coaches. Imagine having your own in-house, fully trained, fully certified menopause support coach who can provide this care for your company. Okay, we do this inside our MSCC certification program, which is doubly certified by CPD and Active IQ. It's accredited and it's also endorsed by two menopause doctors. There is nothing like this out there to this level and you will have this in-house opportunity to bring more menopause care into your workplace and we can help you do that. So just message me for more details on this. You yourself might want to put yourself forward for becoming the in-house menopause support coach. And that's something then that your employer will have budget to fund that we will then train you and hold you inside our grad lab afterwards so that you have ongoing support as your workplace in-house menopause support coach. So it's a beautiful ripple effect that you are able to take this as an opportunity and turn it around for something that is really beautiful. And top tip number five, share the love. Never underestimate the power of bringing together an issue or a problem into a solution like we've just talked about in top tip number four. So if you're comfortable, consider opening up to a trusted colleague who can support you on your journey. It's like this buddy system. Having someone in your corner who understands you and can vouch for your experiences can be a game changer. Okay, this isn't about you bringing in just massive amounts of struggles or problems or negatives. It's actually about empowering people to step forward and say, yeah, I too feel this and I too experience this. So having someone in your corner who understands can vouch for you and your experiences is big. It's like having a fabulous ally by your side, ready to drop some menopause knowledge bombs whenever they're needed so that it emphasises and adds weight to what you are presenting to your management team. And this is something we encourage and teach as part of our MSCC certification programme. The difference can be you being able to have open conversations with management teams who are trained to speak with you and handle the changes that you want and need. 
And I've personally supported large multinational corporations around the world delivering online training at small businesses even in the UK. But having someone that you know you can turn to makes all the difference in both physical and emotional ways. Maybe your organisation is ready to take next steps to becoming a better employer of choice and in return, retaining the incredible skills that you bring to the workplace so that you don't become one of the one in 10 women that leave their careers altogether as a result of menopause and lacking workplace support. And if you still feel like you want more and you want to dive deeper inside the art of communication, I encourage you to go ahead and listen to episode number 18 with Cathy MacDonald, a Police Scotland hostage negotiator, bloody cool, right? Who shares with us ways of communicating that support the desired outcome that we have. So Cathy's episode, I interview her around how we can communicate effectively, how we can communicate to negotiate, how we can communicate to achieve the end results of what we are wanting. It's a really good episode. And there you have it. You are a beautiful soul ready to take these five fabulous tips on how to speak to your boss about your menopause journey. Let me remind you what they are. Top tip number one, educate yourself. And we have our Reclaim You self-study five module program to support you with that. Top tip two, timing is key. Make sure that you are booking time with your manager or your boss to have the conversation. Tip number three, open communication. Don't hold back what you need to explain, but make sure that you have all of your information to hand to have a really good conversation. Tip number four, bring solutions, not just problems. Have a think about what it is that you are experiencing and what you need to be able to support yourself as a solution, but also presenting it in a form of this is also an enhancement to the company itself. And looking at potentially bringing an in-house menopause support coach that we can support you with doing. And top tip number five, share the love. Never underestimate the power of having someone in your corner. Think about who is it in the workplace that you feel close to, that you are able to help and support one another through this time. So this has been a beautiful episode to bring to you. Five fabulous tips on how to speak to your boss about your menopause journey. Remember, menopause is a natural, empowering part of life and it should never hold you back. Embrace it, own it, learn about it and let your boss know that you're a force to be supported, not limited. So until next week, stay powerful, stay vibrant and know that I am just a message away from your questions. Send them across and I will chat with you inside emails or inside Instagram DMs with love and gratitude. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing to help keep these episodes coming. Please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.